Hey friend, this is episode 114 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Welcome to the 2016 Geek TV Awards. Geek Boner. Joining us on the show is editor in Cape of A Place to Hang Your Cape, David Malofsky. They've been running the 2016 TV Awards vote over at their site, A Place to Hang Your Cape. And David's here with the exclusive results of the voting. With that being said, gotta issue this. Prepare to be spoiled. Because we are going to be spoiling the most recent seasons of our favorite TV shows. Check out the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 114 for all the nominees. And make sure you let us know who you would pick for the winners of each category. Let's get it going. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Yo, listener, my name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a very exciting show. Uh, joining us all the way from across the pond, from a country that was formerly part of the European Union, uh, David Malofsky, editor in Cape of A Place to Hang Your Cape, a great website. What's up, David? Good earth to you. How's it going? Good earth to you, Imran. <laughs> I hope once, uh, you know. Go to the- my chop liver. I'm sitting over yeah. here right now. <laughs> Every- hey, Rugboy does that. Rugboy does that too. He just started uh, making sure to say good earth to both of us. He'd be like, good earth yeah. to you, Imran. And you too, Anthony. And he's just yeah. like throwing it in after the fact. Welcome to the show, gang. Welcome, David. David's on today because this wonderful website, A Place to Hang Your Cape, uh, where we've had a relationship with UD for a month. You carry our show. You've got lots of great interviews, articles. Wonderful stuff. You've decided to do, I think this is the second year. Uh, uh, yeah, the second annual yeah, Geek TV Show Awards. I love it. It's a great time. You know, the the, the season's ended uh, like a month and a half ago. So it's a good time to kind of refresh, look at the season as a whole. And what a great way then to like pick our favorites. Anthony, what uh, are you excited for uh, looking back at the season of comic book television? Yeah, I mean, we did we did something kind of similar last year, but this is a lot more extensive and a lot more work that we didn't have to do. So that's, I'm all for it. When, when when I don't have to do work and I can just talk, that's great. Wowie zowie! That is the Jock and Nerd podcast at its finest. That is the true Jock and Nerd way. We show up, somebody else talks, I just hit record. But look, David, you did a lot of great work. You're right. How did the vocal, why don't you start to uh, tell the listener a little bit about Place to Hang Your Cape? and uh, how these votes is set up and how it got started. So A Place on Your Cape is a superhero and comic book site. One of the things that we do is uh, weekly episodic reviews of TV, just like you guys. Uh, We just write them as articles. Um, So we review every show that you guys talk about, plus uh, a whole bunch more. um, You guys do a lot more work. Yeah, I have a lot (laughs) more people. That's true. So last year we decided to start doing uh, these TV show awards because we had so many shows. We figured let's celebrate them. And then this year we did it and it was um, really successful this year. We had 10 times as many votes as last year. Right on. People wow, were nice. Yeah, we plugged it on the show a couple of episodes ago and I was retweeting it uh, and I voted on some of them. Uh, now, we did not maybe have not necessarily watched all the shows that uh, are up for awards, but that's fine. Uh, the genre TV uh, land is huge, and it's just growing. 
uh, which is crazy. It's almost hard to keep up with everything. We could have just lied and made 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 it seem like we watched. Oh, all that's these. a good show. Yeah, yeah, I love that. What's that one? Yeah, that one's good. That yeah. one guy and that one when that one episode. Lucifer, that one's awesome. <laughs> that was great. It's about it's about a guy named Lucy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. So let's start uh, out, uh, David. Tell us what shows were considered during this nomination uh, process. So I think we had, um, I don't actually know the number. So we had um, Agent Carter Season 2, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Daredevil Season 2, Jessica Jones Season 1, Arrow Season 4, Flash Season 2, Gotham Season 2, Legends of Tomorrow Season 1, Lucifer Season 1, Supergirl Season 1, Doctor Who Season 9, iZombie Season 2, Supernatural Season 11, and The Walking Dead Season 6. Damn, that's a lot of fucking shows. That's 14 shows, and uh, all good stuff, but man, like next year, this is going to be probably a third bigger, if you think about all the stuff that's already out with The Preacher. Next year. I'm really excited for Mr. Robot starting in July. That show is awesome. But that, so that's the nominated shows. Uh, we've watched most of them. Now, how did you figure out what categories uh, to get people to vote in? So I made most of the categories up last year, but it's just we wanted to have fun with them and we wanted to have fun with the titles. So we wanted to do, we didn't want to do just like best actor or be, like things that they do with the Oscars, right. like set design or whatever. So we wanted to do something that like who's Oscar? Yeah, screw Oscar. He's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Well, so, he lives in a he lives in a trash can. Of course, he's a grouch. <laughs> he's a rug boy's neighbor. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, so I won't, I won't go all through all the categories before we start. But no. like some of them, we had we wanted to do like biggest oh shit moment. Yes, that's well, what that was shit. like a fun. I feel like we had a part of that. Come on. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, look, gang. Screw the EGOT. Screw the Emmys and the Oscars and the Toadies. We got our very own award show going right here. I'm going to play yes, a little sweeper. Me, please, ladies. Where, let's screw, screw Tony. Let's get it going. <laughs> and her. All right, D, let's start out with the first category. We have up right. is best costume. All right, so I'm going to go through these, and I'll read the nominees in the order from least amount of votes to most votes. All righty. So for, so for best costume, in fifth place, we had Hawkgirl. Oh, uh, let's see. You know what? You should read. Should we Should we have him read all the nominations, or you just want to go down Let me from least let me, to first? Let's try that with this first one. Let him do okay. what he wants okay. to do, asshole. Okay. I'm just saying. I wanted to know the nominees let's before I find out the results. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So um, we had uh, Daisy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hive from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Punisher from Daredevil, Hawkgirl from Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, and Green Arrow from Arrow. Arrow. Hey. From Arrow from Arrow. All right. Great. Yeah, I think that, that's going to work better. Right? Dave. That makes more sense now. So, And I'll put links to all this in the show notes, listening for you, so you can follow along. But those are your nominees for Best Costume coming in fifth place, David. Hawkgirl, you said, right? Hawkgirl. Hawkgirl came in fifth place. In fourth place, we had Green Arrow, followed by Punisher, and then Hive. In first place was Daisy. Daisy? Really? really? Daisy? By a huge margin, it was Daisy. I think. Is it because she's just super hot? She looks great I, in the suit. It must be. I mean, the, the, the suit is basically Black Widow's. Yeah, with uh, her gauntlets, with her with special gauntlets. like quake gauntlets. It's like it's a black sleek yeah. suit, you know. She's got the belt; it's form fitting. She. But out, out of those, out of those contestants, I can't necessarily argue 
against anything else. Well, Hive's uh, yeah. Hive's jacket was very Matrix. Like it looked cool. It was very Matrixy. Uh, pun- he used it was very Matrixy. Yeah, yeah. even with the it's swishing. Like yeah, the swishing of the tail. Punisher, I feel, would have maybe ranked higher had we seen him in a skull thing earlier. You know, you saw that for like 30 seconds in the last episode right. of the last season. Yeah. Hog Girl should be fifth or costume, whatever. I mean, it's kind of faithful, but the character overall, I don't want her to win that. <laughs> it just ruins the costume. <laughs> I, I think it's just Chloe Binet in a form-fitting outfit is is great. There must be a lot yeah. of dudes voting because uh, the chicks didn't vote for Stephen Amell in the... Uh, Nice arrow. Have, have you been to a comic book store? Have you seen a girl <laughs> working there? Of course, it's all dudes voting. <laughs> David, you got any women? Uh, you got some women on your staff there, right? Yeah, actually, the um, our junior sidekick Celia is a um, is a girl. There you go. Uh, There's our one. junior sidekick Celia. She's, she's actually the one who put all this girl. together. Sorry, you, you were like our junior sidekick Celia. Well, she's a girl. That's it. The one you got. One. I don't know how to say. I, you know what? I would have. I would have thought she was a man if that. If he would have told me just her name. Celia, that's got to be a dude. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, no, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> but look, at least you got uh, you got some female representation over at ap2hic.com. Uh, all right, yeah, the, the, one of the categories that I'll get well, congrats, into. Later. Congrats, congrats to a lot of female voters. Oh, there you go. Ah. Congrats to uh, Daisy Johnson, aka Chloe Benet, for filling out that outfit. Quake, geek boner. Quake. All right, let's get to the next category. D. All right, so the next one was Breakout Star. Ah, Breakout so Star. Within the genre, specifically, who, like, really broke out and we thought was, like, you know, big actor. Um, Is this usually someone, like, like unknown, be, right, that uh, they're going to... Uh, yeah, relatively unknown, okay. and we think that it's, like... You know, I think last year it was um, uh, Charlie Cox one. Okay, yeah. Really knew or Daredevil. So who are the nominees for Best Breakout Star 2016? So this year we have John Bernthal as The Punisher. Yes. Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Uh, Elodie Young as Electra. Natalia Cordova Buckley as Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. And Lot Verbeek, who was Mrs. Jarvis. Uh, this, this is, is a, a tough one. This is a good group of uh, relatively new stars. This, yeah, and ooh, I don't know. I'm just looking at this list, at this cast. They're all really good. Yeah, this was actually this was much closer than uh, than the one than the last one. The last one was I think it was over 150 votes difference. This was a 10 vote difference. Ooh, oh, okay, let's hear it. All right, who comes in? Uh, so, coming in number five. In number five was Elodie Young as Electra. Wow. Okay. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then um, Lot Verbeek is Mrs. Jarvis. Okay. Uh, number three was John Berthold's Punisher. Whoa. Number right. two was Kristen Ritter. Oh, what? shit. Are you telling me Yo Yo won this fucking thing? Oh, shit. And the thing about this one, uh, Kristen Ritter actually retweeted the link to this. What? And she still didn't win. Yeah. Wait, wait. Kristen Ritter actually retweeted a link to this yeah. category and couldn't yes. pull a win away from Yo Yo. Wow. That's a, that that's crazy. awesome that she That retwe- is insane. Dude, how'd you get Ritter to retweet that? That's awesome. I, I, Shut up. I, I don't care about that. How did you how did Yo Yo just win? <laughs> she was in like three episodes. She was in a lot she was in a few more than that, but I yeah, think it's I like Sorry, I, I, honestly, I don't I don't I can't really explain it. Like I would have thought it would have been Kristen Ritter or a John Bernthal and then Elodie Young would have finished third and that's not how that turned out. 
Yeah, I I feel like Lot Verbeek could have easily been like the wild card. Yeah, I think she was a she was just like a really solid character that whole season, and yeah. it's like she built up in the background of the last season. But I I mean I, yo yo wow they, you know what else I noticed while doing the votes that uh, a lot of Agents of Shield stuff was trending really high. It was very popular yeah. across the board. Yeah, oh. I think. So part of that, I think, is because Celia, who who has said, um, she put together all the nominees and she was like collating the whole thing. So whenever we had a few extra, her favorite, the show that she loves is Agents of Shield. So I think she kind of slipped a few extra nominees. Oh, they're heavy Agents of Shield. So. I mean, Yo Yo was she was cute with Mac and she was kind of badass. Yeah. And you thought she was going to die at the end for a long time with that I misdirect. Just, but I got to say, shame on you fans for fucking wow. voting for that. That is awful. <laughs> I, I mean, how do you? Be- it was pretty forgettable, dude. I mean, oh my god! Here's the thing: she beat out the lead of Jessica Jones. That was, an, you know, the yeah. amazing performance. And you're right, Yo-Yo was in maybe like three or four episodes. Wow. I mean, right. yeah, she was in more, but she. Wow. All right. Well, I hey, mean, like I said decided. before, this was, this one was close. Yeah. But in terms of, out. I mean, and if you really want to get picky, like breakout star, like. Kristen Ritter is. I mean, she. The other girl's more unknown than Ritter. Yeah, right. Um, I, if, if you're looking, I guess I, if you're using that criteria, then maybe maybe she just Ritter needs to win the other category. Well, Kristen Ritter, Ritter and John Bernthal are like pseudo stars already. So right. Yeah. Maybe right. If using that criteria. I mean, Ritter's already headlined her own show. She yeah. had um, yeah. bitch in uh, Apartment Twenty Three. Yeah, and then Bernthal's been in Walking Dead. Yeah. Two seasons. So okay, all right, maybe. All right, let's move on to the next one. What's the next Ooh, category, you guys? Surprises are in store. This, like, is, this great. is great. I'm already shocked. I, I was surprised by almost every single category. Right on. Oh my god, I <laughs> this, might have a heart attack by the end of this. He's not gonna make it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, so the next category was a new one we started this year. It's called the most out of this world character. Woo. So this was for like specifically one, maybe two episode characters. And ones that just sort of like came in and were like, we thought that so many of these shows had just like crazy out of this world characters. So I'll read down the list. I think it'll make a bit more sense. So we had uh, Hive, although we were specifically talking about when he had his face on. Yeah, ten- ten- Tentacle Hive. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Cree, also okay. from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Constantine, when he came onto Arrow. Gotcha. Okay. Future Ollie in Legends of Tomorrow. Ah, nice. Uh, Reverb in Flash. Okay. Uh, the White Martian in Supergirl. Yes. Uh, Vixen in Arrow and King Shark in oh, the Flash. This is great. This is a great. I love that you had <laughs> King Shark in there. That's the best. I mean, you I got, had to put him in. So look, you have monsters going up against future versions, going up against aliens, going up against metahumans, going up against a magician. Like, this is fantastic. It's a hard one. I'm just going to say, first of all, I was really rooting for King Shark because even in his first appearance, I thought, like, it was like, they spent so much money on that, like, one shot. It was so (laughs) worth it for that laugh. Like, it was just such a good moment but um this is a tough one i don't know yeah. i enjoy i don't know how this is going to shake out I, I couldn't tell you just off the top so i'm very curious all right, all right let's start with the, the bottom who came in last so in joint fifth place oh it's a tie mm. yeah there's a, there's a bunch of ties in this category actually it was all ties except for <laughs> two and the winner jeez okay <laughs> so in joint last place we had the white martian and the Cree. okay, okay. so the aliens right. come in last aliens all right 
followed by in joint fourth place we had Vixen and Reverb. Ah, the okay. kind of the metahumans paired together, yeah. both uh, from the CW verse. All right. And then in joint third place, we had Future Ollie and King Shark. Oh, King oh, Shark. That's weird. Okay. Future Ollie was yeah. cool, though, too. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I thought Future Ollie was just really cool because it's like the, the Dark Knight stuff, uh, yep. the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, it was exactly. a great little Easter egg, great little nod to that. So, number two was Constantine putting Hive out and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again takes the category. Oh, Jesus. So Hive wins and... uh, I I guess I can't really argue. Hive, when he became Medusa, looked fucking out of this world. (laughs) And I mean, that's literally out of this world. I mean, he's from Mavith. Although it looked a lot... Go ahead, sorry. No, it just looked a lot like the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. This is not my only issue. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I didn't remember. Yeah, I forgot about that. But (laughs) Constantine being number two for me is like, yeah, he's kind of like, he's magic, but I feel like the other characters are so far out of this world. I wish King Shark was like, I would put King Shark at King Shark has got to be up there. But he was what, three? That's what I was saying. He was, uh, yeah, in joint third place. I would love for them to do King Shark and we actually get to meet him, like, learn about his personality and talk to him. We did. We did. We had a whole episode about him. Me and you talked about it. Was he? Did he have dialogue? I don't remember. I knew I was going to forget shit. It was so long ago. So many episodes. All right. Well, it was the one where Diggle and uh, his wife go to Flash. Oh, and they go over there. Okay, I might have to watch that again. All right. Well, I want more King Shark. (laughs) Yeah, me too, man. The story behind that one, just like they, apparently they took the special effects budget from two episodes just to make that thirty second shot. Yeah, yeah, wow. And then they then they decided to bring him back into a whole episode. Yeah, that was a whole other story. <laughs> oh wait, now I remember that one had the yeah the CGI was all that was uh, the CGI was all over the place, uh, and he was running across water and King Shark is like leaping. That was yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. That was. A, Yes, that was a great episode. Okay, it's coming back to me. This is going to happen throughout as we go on because it's been a while. Like I said, we what did we talk about? Like 151 episodes in 100 episodes? That's a lot of shit. All right. Yeah. Next. Be more than 100. Uh, 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 individual episodes. Yeah, no, it was uh, definitely more overall since the show started. So <laughs> that's a lot to like. And as soon as it's over, I just kind of shove it out of my head and make room for new stuff. Next category, David. All right. So this was the biggest oh shit moment. So the, the biggest twist. Biggest plot twist. Okay. All right. Go, oh, shit. Let me give you this. Oh, shit. With the horns. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who so, um, this category, I, there was actually one show that I wanted to add after the fact, but I didn't watch the episode where this happened until too late to actually get it into nominee. What was that one? Okay. Gonna, I just want to give a run up, runner-up shout-out to iZombie. Okay. I don't know if do you guys either you guys even watch nah, it. I've not been following it. Not, not anymore. I saw yeah. the first episode. That was it. The first season ramps up really nicely. Like once it gets to the end, it really is starting to catch. And the yeah. second season had like a little bit of a lull in the middle, but then the back half of the season just had like you know moment after moment after moment that yeah. I was like, "What's gonna happen next?" Oh my god! Like, wow. you know, like just <laughs> freaking out about it. Yeah. So one of those moments. Um, and I don't want to spoil it, but it involves the main character stabbing herself. Right on. So if anyone's seen it in uh, the the new season, that moment, I was actually standing up from my couch going, oh, shit, what the 
fuck are they gonna do now where are they gonna take this zombie girl stabs herself interesting Hmm. yeah all right well who do we got uh who do we have as nominees for biggest plot twist so the, we have four nominees in this category. So we had um, Daisy being the one who was swayed by Hive. Ah, yeah. That reveal. Um, the reveal that Jay Garrick is Zoom. Okay. Uh, the Glenn fakeout from Walking Dead. And the Man in the Iron Mask reveal from Flash. Wow. Right. Four great big uh, moments from this past season. Let's start with number four. Who came in? And then we're gonna, we'll talk about it a little bit. No, you so know what? Have- Fuck it. Let's start yeah. with number two. What? Start no, with number two? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's trying to throw everything up. <laughs> let's go. Point third place. <laughs> <laughs> it, everyone's like, oh, let's start with number four. Like, as if we're not, we've not been doing that the past three times. No, <laughs> fuck it. Let's switch. Let's go with two. Fuck it. Let's more let- than three than one. And no, then tell it. me the sixth place. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right, it's so early anthony can't help but be an asshole that's what it is it's too early it's my bedhead. it's so funny because i've had like my whole day yeah, yeah. It's, it's like 5 30 p.m for him and uh i literally just woke up like an hour ago so me too <laughs> go ahead all right so in joint third place we had both moments from the flash oh okay. zoom and really those came out even yeah. Mm, all right. Um, I, I got to say, I thought that Zoom was going to be hi- at least higher than the other moment. Yeah, I felt like the Zoom moment, especially because that one came first, yeah. was a, a big moment. Whereas the, the second one was a surprise, but like you knew you, you, were, you were ready for a surprise by that point. It was also like we, you guys called it when it happened, yeah. like before it happened. Right. So, yeah, it became weak because they did. Stri- but the Zoom thing to me was like every week I was like, this is messed up. Who is this? And then. Well, they did a good job too with the, uh, the like the kind of the swerve or the yeah. where it was like Jay Garrick of Earth One was yes. Hunter Zolomon, yes. so then you kind of were led off yeah. the trail, and then yeah, that the way they set that up was amazing because you it was driving me crazy, and there were so many variables, but by the end you kind of knew who the Iron Mask guy was. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's tied. Okay. Who's next? Who's the came in next? So in second place we had uh, Glenn, the fake out from Walking okay. Dead. Which- I don't. I don't actually watch it yet. Oh, oh, you don't watch it. Talked about it a lot. Yeah, Yeah, well, we we don't watch the Game of Thrones, so we're even. Uh, (laughs) Do you watch Game of Thrones, David? I don't. I've met a lot of the cast, but I don't watch it. Yeah. Wow. So wow, that's cool that you met the cast because I guess they're all over there. So then that leaves number one being Daisy Daisy being the one who was swayed. Another shield. Man, Shield is killing uh, it. Shield did very, very well in these. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, yeah, if you listen to the show uh, regarding the Glenn moment, when it happened, it was uh, was definitely a a huge oh shit moment. But where in the season it happened and the the, the kind of uh, leaving it out there in the open – Kind of ruined it ultimately. I think. I think we've. I mean, we've had this other guy, Mister Durate, on the show. Yes, um, he put it best. He was the only one. No, no, he was the only one that actually believed it was a real thing. That's Where right. Me and you, yeah. and I think Rugboy were all kind of skeptical. So I like the uh, the number one choice of Daisy because that one I didn't def- definitely didn't see coming. Yeah, I mean, within the framework of that episode, they really did build it up well because yeah. you had no idea who who it was, and she was almost the one that you. Th- thought from the beginning it couldn't possibly be yeah, right. they, picked exactly. they were handing around they were handing around that gold chain or whatever that cross yeah. that was the that, that was, was later. 
Was that later? Yeah, that was the later yeah, for the, the last episode. This oh, that's she, right, 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 right. First yeah. revealed that she's the one who's under Kive's control. See, I forget things too. Yeah, see, it's been a long time. But dude, you're right because that came out of nowhere, and then that the series for me got instantly more like addictive because I was like, wow, I have no idea. I didn't think the last person you think. I have no idea where this is going to go. They can't kill Daisy. What's going to happen? And it was uh, it was really badass and creepy. Like their relationship became really, really creepy. Yeah, especially towards the end when she was out of his control. Yes. That was that got weird. She was addicted to him. All right. Okay, man. Shield continues to dominate. Next category, David. All right. So this category, there were only two shows nominated, but there are four nominees. Okay. And this is for best fight. Yes. Um so I think next year when we do this one, we might change it to best fight choreography because we always have a lot of trouble getting good nominations for this because I, th- I feel like there were a few scenes in like Arrow and Flash that like I wrote down because I thought they were good fight scenes, but then I forgot about them by the time these rolled around. Sure. I, I agree. I think Arrow had one or two really nice uh, early on. I mean, uh, in, in between all the wildly shooting and nobody getting hurt and uh, the other silly choreography. And theirs used to be really good, like a solid all season. Yeah, but I feel like some of the fights this year were on Arrow, especially, were like just totally like just shit. Like you could tell that they weren't even yeah. hitting each other. They must have. I, a- I, I got to agree with you, David. Yeah. Like I, I remember watching some of these Arrow fight scenes, and I'm like, this is just ballet. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's Dude. really nothing going on. They here. must have got a different guy or something because I think they've just got fallen into a rut. Yeah. I mean, it's been four seasons yeah. and they kind of do the same fight scene over and over they and over. Really do. It's the same they really do. They do that wide shot where he's fighting like four people at the same time and you can tell it's not Stephen Amell. And, and it's, it's all like bad. they're spinning and everyone just falls yeah. down and all that horse shit. I hate that shit. But even like the moment at the end when it was like him fighting Dark, like that cl- big climactic battle, it yeah. just felt really anticlimactic. Yeah. Like we've yeah. seen them fight each other before, and it just felt like yeah, that know, was it weird. Just like felt and like it, the same as the Razal Ghoul fight last year, and it was weird too because like not to go on too much of a tangent, but that fight scene, I remember watching it, and they were at one point they were just like throwing haymakers at each other. And I'm like, <laughs> Stephen Amell's character Air Arrow is like this like he can do more than just throw punches. Like they were just like literally winging, like taking turns, winging punches on each other. It was really strange. Because look at that moment. Damien Dark was depowered, right? For a second. Fucking Oliver should have just one punch out, done. You should, uh, it should not have taken that long. Yeah, but he, well, he's still a member of the League of Assassins. So, you know, or former member, whatever. Anyway, let's let's get get, get to the real shit. Who are the nominees? Um, Nominees are um, Hive versus Daisy in the, shield season finale okay the daredevil hallway fight scene the stairwell fight scene yep in episode three the hydra fight club when uh hunter and may went to try to infiltrate hydra i remember that that was early in the season yeah yeah it was really early on and then uh the punisher fight scene when he's in prison and the guys are coming to shank him yeah fights him off that's good these are good candidates number four has got to be the 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 uh, fight club uh, scene with Hunter, right? I'm just going to start. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to take a guess. Just okay. to start it off. Yeah. <laughs> That's number four. Good. I'm glad. That one makes sense. Now I don't know what happens. So this was another really close category. So in uh, third place by one vote, we had the Punisher fight scene. 
Ooh, okay. Okay. And then the other Daredevil fight scene was number two, putting Hive and Daisy as number one, which... Honestly, I just rewatched these two scenes and I don't understand this. I just don't understand it. I mean, it was a solid fight scene with the powers and all that, but you're, yeah, I mean, yeah the, the the two from Daredevil, either one of those could have easily won and are, are much more intricate chore- fight choreography. Yes, in terms of choreography, production level, the brutality you can get away with uh, compared to network TV and uh, just like the one shot. Uh, yeah, the Daisy versus Hive was brutal. But man, one of the Daredevils should have taken the top spot. Like I, so I just watched these scenes this afternoon. And yeah. It's just like the one with Hive and Daisy. Uh, it's re- it's a really good fight, and like the way that she's using her powers to like boost her punches and stuff is really clever. And it's probably one of the best fights we've seen on Agents of Shield. It still doesn't hold a candle to that fight scene from Daredevil. No. Even the even last year's fight scene from Daredevil. No, yeah. I mean emotionally, maybe it's a bigger payoff with the Daisy fight scene because of what they had gone through, and you kind of. Did want to see Daisy just fucking take Hive down like the whole time, but Jesus and I don't know between the two Daredevil fight scenes which one they were both really good. Yeah, they yeah. were both really good in their own ways. To me, the yeah. pun- the Punisher one was just more viscerally, graphically violent. To where I think I had to like I had to look away at one point. I was like, oh, he just uh, right that neck. Oh, that's brutal. That's because you're a pussy. I am a pussy. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, sometimes these things disturb me, and I'm like, uh, I don't feel good. Uh, David, I mean, we're what we're like halfway through, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah, roughly. Do you do you think? Just at this halfway point, let's say roughly, it's just because Shield has this such a great fan base or ba- like such a wide fan base compared to like the Netflix stuff. Like it's just been exposed to more people that maybe Shield is dominating. Yeah, but I think honestly, Shield has the highest ratings out of any of these shows that were. Yeah, it's true. Are in this, yeah. even though Shield doesn't. The, kid, the Netflix like, shows don't have ratings. Right, right, right. Plus, so we you have know. to. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I do, totally agree. I think a lot of what happened this season with Agents of Shield is that. Like Flash and Arrow were solid this year, yeah. mm-hmm. but they weren't. They didn't improve at all from last year. I felt like the both of those shows, what they did last year, was pretty much the same effort and same quality they put out this year. Yeah, with Agents of Shield, they really stepped it up. Like I would have given season two of Shield like a five, and this year's season Shield at least a seven or an eight. Okay, that's a good point about the ratings. Plus, you have to pay. To watch Daredevil and Jessica Jones, so you're cutting out a whole audience right there. You know, the rest yeah. of the shit is free. I think another factor too is the binge watching nature of like any of the Netflix stuff. Yeah, you watch all that stuff, and then you're it's in and it's out yeah. of your memory. Whereas if you're watching this stuff weekly, it's it's kind of in your memory every week. For you have a, long a longer time. relationship yeah. with right, these right, characters exactly. instead of just one big thirteen hour chunk, and then. I mean, who's going to go back and watch that? But you know what? The fans have decided. So, Man, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. killing it. What's that? I mean, saying what you just said about like the week-to-week stuff. Yeah. Last year, Daredevil won, I think, 9 out of 12 categories. Wow. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there, that, is no, there is no correct theory to the wife. No, there isn't. Really Although is. that may be why, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe was weak. And Daredevil, again, was yeah. the first. It was the first Netflix Marvel thing. Nobody was, didn't, yeah. did not know what to expect. And it blew away everyone's expectations and even they got a second season it's not going to be the same feeling as like you know the yeah. very first time we guys did this okay that was a good one uh let's move on what we got next so this was one of my favorite categories so this is best death mm. so all the moments that are in this couldn't have been in the biggest oh shit moment category but okay. some of these i think 
were some of the biggest oh shit moments as well. So on the list, we have We Don't Know from The Walking Dead. <laughs> the death of unknown, death of the viewer, and possibly the <laughs> fans' interest in the show. Which was a pretty good death. I, I've actually watched the clip. <laughs> then we had, so we had The Walking Dead, we had um, Kilgrave and Jessica Jones, mm. we had Elektra, uh, although whether or not she actually died is up for debate. Right. We had Lincoln and Grant Ward. Yep, the um, Maze's Shield, okay. okay. Um, we had Earth 2 Joe West. The Singing Joe. A, yeah. yeah. Singing Joe West. Um, Henry Allen and Laurel Lance. Wow, okay. Wow, this is a good group again. I think it was the biggest category as well. Yeah, this is good. These are all uh, tough, tough, yeah. tough uh, choices here. Alrighty, let's... I, I like uh, Unknown, though. That's okay. Unknown, yeah. The death of I, I still think it's the death of the show. Maybe if they don't fucking fix this. Did you hear they filmed eleven deaths just to throw yeah. people off like a bunch of monkeys? What are you doing? Yeah, you should have just showed us who it was. All right, who came in last there? Anyway. Um, so in last place we had Singing Joe West. Okay, I'll buy, that's good. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Uh, it was it was a good death because like. He just he he's an amazing actor. You got to see yeah. Joe die, and you're like, I know it's not the real Joe, but God, this is really sad. But I think it also like a lot of these other deaths. That one didn't have any real emotional no. resonance with the character. Like no, it was like no, it was like it didn't happen. Pretty much, it didn't. I mean, it affected Barry a little bit, but it was like that's not even your Joe, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. All right, next. So in seventh place was Electra, and I think it's basically the same thing that she may not have actually died, and it's almost like it didn't happen. All right, yeah, good. Death. I can see that. Yeah. So in sixth place, we have The Walking Dead. Okay, this still we're still a little salty. If you guys listen to the show, it's just bad. Yeah. Just, salty. <laughs> just salty. Well done, well, but not done well. No, not well done. What are you talking? What are you talking I mean, about? Shot- well done, but not well done. What, what does that mean? It means it was shot well, performed well, executed well, but the whole thing it was the wrong way to do it. Because I love Negan's introduction, and you were scared of him right away. You're like, oh, this motherfucker uh, is not mess around. Look at that bad. I also think, and again, I don't watch the show, but if you do a big fake out for a major character, like with Glenn, yeah, halfway through the season, and again. then you end on yes. another big someone died, it's it's like it's it doesn't it's have tough. the same. See, yeah, you don't even need like, to watch. To do, it's tough to do the swerve twice in one season like that. Yeah, exactly. See, D, you Some nailed it. You don't even you don't even need to watch the show to know that you well, you guys <laughs> fucked up with the Glenn death. <laughs> Uh, all right, so at number five, we had uh, the death of Henry Allen okay. in Flash. Although I thought, like, that moment, I I was like, I thought that was a big moment and a really Huge. good one. Huge. By Jay Garrick Zoom. I'll, I'll just say I'll defend it, its spot just because he was gone all season so that when he came back, it was like, they must not have the money to have to keep this guy around or something like that. So something's yeah. going to happen. It was a weird that they, they he was out of jail and then just gone all season. Yeah. That whole thing was kind of strange. Um, and I also, again, because they brought the actor back as mm-hmm. Jay Garrick from Earth 3, I think it was, again, it's it's all these ones in the lower half are kind of the ones that kind of didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not really dead. The body's still I there. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So number four was Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. Okay. Which I thought was a really good choice if nothing else. 
to kill him, to have him die instead of keeping him around. I remember during our review, I, I don't mind his death, but I felt like his death, like it wasn't enough of a punishment for him to die. You know? It seemed I felt, a little, I think I suggested, yeah. I suggested they, they rip out his tongue. That was good. He's like, <laughs> it was a little too clean and he didn't suffer enough for what he did and i get it he had to kill him but i really love this villain and i'm kind of sad and we do say like the mcu doesn't kill anybody well here's a case where you know they actually did kill an amazing uh villain so Although they've also it. already confirmed that david tennant's coming back for season two really uh, oh yeah. wow it's, it's, well, it's, that he, it's, it's either gonna be flashbacks or like her hallucinations dealing with ah, it could be from having killed him oh i like so that either either would work. Come back to life but he will be back in the season. I love it. Great. I would I would prefer the hallucination where he's like egging her on here at certain moments yeah. and she has to like nods. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be great. Wow, that's even more vicious and evil. Come back from beyond the dead and fuck with you. Yeah. Love it. Her. Okay, where were we? So in number three was Laurel Lance, which I was actually surprised that was that high. Yeah, she's such oh, a hated character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, they teased this thing all season and uh, – I enjoyed that. We early on, I kind of figured it was a Lance. We kind of knew it was a Lance. We just didn't know which one. Uh, I was I was all over the place. I don't speak for me. I didn't know who the fuck was going to die. I was sure it was going to be uh, Detective Lance. I did not think. I, mean, I was. I, I, was I, I never even considered anyone else. Okay. We thought Diggle early, but then as the show went on, I'm like, it's got to be a Lance. But uh, I don't know. That was a good. I didn't. Uh, when they started getting her and Oliver kind of to reconcile, and it was kind of like they were going to get back together. That part got me. I should have seen the death coming. Literally, like the next fucking episode. Uh, yeah. So, all right, that's a good uh, yeah. in number three. Is that number three? That's number three. So that means that Agents of Shield are in the top two slots. God Jesus damn it, Christ. Agents of Shield! All right, so you got Grant Ward. And you got yeah. Lincoln. Ugh. All right, who's no, who's so, number two? Number two was Grant Ward. Oh. Which is, I, I just need to clarify because I think a couple what? people were tweeting oh, about this. It's not, okay. not the death of Hive. It's the death of Grant Ward oh, back yep. on the planet. Of Coulson on crushing Mavis. his chest. On Mavis. Yeah. Okay. And then I was groaning. Was yeah, I was groaning because Lincoln is number one. I don't know why people liked Lincoln. I really could not stand Lincoln the whole season, and I, I was happy that they took him out. Yeah, I felt like it was. I mean, I liked that like the the scene was like mirroring like Captain America and that sort of stuff. But like other than that, it was just like, bye Lincoln, see right. you never. Exactly, it was a character that like they've kind of just he was on the show, but he really other than Bang and Daisy, what did he really do? And like, yeah. and then he yeah. died. Like he was the one to die. I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me. Like at least Grant Ward's death. That's a character that we've like gotten to know and like see, been on a journey with since the beginning. And then he dies, and that, like that one, I could have seen being number one, and not Lincoln. Grant it was also been, like a yeah. really personal death. Grant yeah. Ward, yeah. When, uh, the way that Coulson did it himself with literally with his own hand, or right. I guess not with his own hand, but you know with what I mean. Some other one, some some, some other made hand. up, some other hand. <laughs> All right, whatever. You know what I mean. But no, the, I, know, uh, I, I mean, we the, you know we met what well, we known Ward since the beginning of the show. The what an amazing performance for this guy to play the different different versions yeah, a char- of his a character. character that went from like. Grant Ward is just the most boring hero ever to like one of the more interesting characters ever on this sh- on a comic book TV show. So yeah, 
And I just never bought Lincoln and Daisy's relationship. Like, that's why I didn't care. I just, I couldn't, I never got into that character. So it, it felt like one of those, like, well, we're the hottest, two hottest single people of it the was. same age it, it, in this room. Absolutely. You know, like, let's pair them up. You guys there, you guys, you guys yeah. match. Yeah. Like, I felt a lot more about the relationship between Yo-Yo and, um, and Matt. Uh, that was Mac. a lot more, and that was a lot more subtle too. And it, yes. and it was like built over yes. really well because it was just subtle hints of like nice little, uh, yeah. sexual tension. Absolutely. That was great. Whereas exactly. Lincoln and Daisy, like they would just make out every time they met. You're like, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> like, how do you like this guy? And it, it, he also like, when he had to like go on the run at one, uh, in, like halfway through the season, yeah. it just felt like we were being pulled away from much more important things that I could like really cared about and instead of just watching lincoln like picking up new cell phones or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> true anyway okay next one that was good all right next one so this was the biggest bad ah, so the best villain yeah uh, this was i thought this was a really good category and another one that was really close so the nominees were are were were uh, is <laughs> uh Negan, Negan. Five, That's my Negan. Sorry. Kilgrave, Zoom, and Damien Dark. Negan, Ooh, Hive, Kilgrave, Zoom, Damien Dark. That's quite a group of baddies here. Ooh, I'm interested to see how this one turns out. You know, it's very interesting because so, I, I got a prediction. Hive is going to win. No, I'm just <laughs> You're probably right, but uh, you know what? Like Negan is the one we've seen the least. Out of all these. So this could be interesting. Who's coming in last, David? In last place, and I, I think he really does deserve it, was Damien Dark. Okay. okay. In fourth place, we had Zoom. Okay. okay. And third place, and I was surprised he was this high up, was Negan. Okay. okay. All right. And in second place, by a hair, was Kilgrave, meaning Hive won. Fucking hell. I mean, oh. Hive beats out Kilgrave. Wow. Wow, you got a lot of Aces of Shields fans. I, 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 I got to say, this one is this one is the the robbery right now so far. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll, although, like I said, Grant Ward, we've gotten to know his character. Once he becomes Hive, he's no longer Grant Ward. He's just this random alien. Right. So I don't... I don't take into account grant ward's history once he becomes hive. that's a good point we really didn't get to know hive that much hive is it. just some alien Kilgrave's performance i mean the and yeah. the the allegories for like rape and post-traumatic stress and all and the the reasons like the the story of like him just being a child getting whatever he wants and like if you if you always gave a child whatever he wanted he'll never learn like basic common human decency and like that was Kilgrave's allegory and like Holy fuck! What the hell? I mean, the one the one villain outside of Negan who didn't want to destroy the world or a city or take over, and it was just personal and petty, and uh, what an unbelievable motivation for Kilgrave. And I also think he's one of the best villains we've seen, not just on TV, like in this whole genre. Yeah. He's one of the best villains we've seen, like not just this year. I don't think Hive really stands up to him. So again, I think this is just like the Agents of Shield fans just mocking <laughs> to it. But this this Jesus one was also Christ. this was really close. They kind of have only like a few votes in I, between. I mean, and that was the beauty of Kilgrave was like, how do you fight a guy that y you can't even touch that he could just make you do whatever he wants? And Hive is kind of has similar powers, but Kilgrave's just just more. Yeah. It was just more grounded and more devastating because really, like 
Luke Cage under his power, the guy can uh, be do a lot of bad, a lot of damage. Well, this is an interesting point, though. I hadn't really thought about how they're both their powers are kind of mind control, right? They're kind of mind control. Yeah, yeah. And I'll agree, Damien Dark Glass is good because that whole season was just very inconsistent. Zoom for me, kind of a letdown by the end of the season. I, yes, I would agree. He started off started really, off really scary. Strong, yes, and then got not so scary by the end. I honestly, the episode that put me over the edge was the Kevin Smith one. I just thought that, like, the thing where he's like at the end, like leading all those meta humans. I was like. I'm out. Zoom yeah. doesn't have it for me anymore. They, uh, yeah. yeah, they kind of dropped the ball. And like, Negan, we, well, I'm just getting excited for the Negan. Like, what you showed me so far was great. Jeffrey Dean Morgan nails his character. Uh, but we saw literally eight minutes of him. But, but I do think Negan made a big impression yeah. up until the, uh, he pissed everyone off by not showing who he killed. But I do <laughs> think, like, his, I think three is fine with him. Yeah. There's, there's Kilgrave should have won. That's that's yeah. Wow, Dave Agents of Shield sure. continues to dominate. Moving on, David Milosky. Yep. Um, so the next one was best team up. Okay. So this was or just best team. So the nominees were the Alexandrians from Walking Dead. Okay. The Secret Warriors yeah. on Agents of Shield. Okay. Uh, Daredevil and Elektra. Um, team Arrow and Constantine, and Team Arrow and Team Flash. Oh, All right. that's like a that's like a yeah, big big team. Let me tell you, Alexandrians better have come in last. They are fucking useless. Yeah, they did. Okay, good. <laughs> they were just <laughs> zombie fodder. Didn't even bother introducing us to most of them because they didn't survive uh, through the season. Okay, uh, and then who comes in uh, after that? So number four was uh, Arrow and Constantine. Which I, I kind of get. I think yeah. we've talked about why Constantine didn't quite work. I love that yeah, episode, I, but I want some more. It's a fun episode, but yeah, it's not, yeah. it wasn't particularly memorable. Third place was Team Arrow and Team Flash. Oh, okay. Huge team up. Got to the shaft of the third, all right? Yeah. Um, number Uh-oh. two was Daredevil and Elektra. Okay. Uh, guess who wins? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. takes it again. I'm kind of tired of saying that. (laughs) I'm kind of tired of hearing it. I see a trend here. Okay, wait. Let's talk about some of these. Team Arrow and Team Flash. That was uh, a fun... That was a lot of people because you had... At that point, you had the Hawk people were around. Like, this was kind of like leading into Legends of Tomorrow uh, over on the Flash. So that was exciting. Uh, That was a fun one. Yeah. I thought that was all right. Yeah. Daredevil and Elektra just... Fun to see them on screen, fucking fighting ninjas, and and like the, the kind of like the sexual tension yeah. while they're fighting was kind of good. Really well, yeah. a good addition to that whole season because I've got I got a I got a rag on this one too. Secret Warriors being number one, not just because it's Shield and this is a common thread, but like Secret Warriors wasn't all that cool for me. They they had built it up throughout the whole season. Were, there was a lot of ads where like this is Agents of Shield, Secret Warriors. And I don't know. I just kind of fell flat. Like half of those. More than half of those characters are made up. Like, I don't even know who they are. Like, Yo-Yo, is, is she someone that we, I'm supposed to know? Lincoln's character? I think Yo-Yo she, is uh, in the comic books. Uh, like, and, and the other guy? I See, I don't even know the other guy's Joey, name. There was Joey Gutierrez, yeah. who, uh, the Melty Man. But also, they were only like a team in that one episode at the beginning, in that one moment where they bust through the wall, and then, like, then it all fell apart, and then they all got sent away. So it was a very loose team. You're right, Anthony. They all, all in between seasons were like Secret Warriors, Secret Warriors. 
There's like one episode with them in there. They barely touch the Secret Warriors. I mean, I got to say, my my vote for this one was Daredevil and Elektra. Like, yeah. as a huge Daredevil fan, it was just great to see them, like, fighting back to back and all that stuff. And, like, seeing the Secret Warriors, it's like you said, it was sort of like a, that's it. Yeah. Wow, the, the fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. domination. The, the fans, the fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, listen, isn't this fucking shit awesome? Would it be great if someone actually, like, liked it enough to actually maybe support us? How about that, Imran? Did you ever think about that for one second? Well, look, listener, if you like what you're hearing so far, we do have a way for you to support us. And how the fuck do they do that? Go on to jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, or you can go on to patreon.com slash jockandnerd, which is our virtual tip jar. It works both ways. Listener, support us for any amount. You're going to get access to awesome bonus content. Rugs has got mini episodes, instant reactions to movies, more geeky audio than you can shake a geek stick at. Or a geek stick at. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> so go on to patreon.com slash jockandnerd and donate today. Hi, I'm Mike White. And I'm Rob St. Mary. And we're the hosts of the Projection Booth Podcast. If you haven't heard of the Projection Booth, that's okay. But we think it's time that you have. We've been doing this for over three years now. And we think we're doing a pretty good show. Every week we look at a different film and put it in context. We try to bring you interviews with the people behind the films. Or experts on a subject matter covered in the film. We don't specialize in any one particular genre or type of film. We try to examine every aspect of cinema. From every corner of the globe. Even at three years, we barely just scratch the surface but we're ready we're ready for you to listen to us that's right now's the time to give us a shot download us through our free smartphone app or through stitcher itunes geek juice radio jackalo or our website projection-booth.com we'll keep making great shows now it's your turn to listen it's not just any day it's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at HighVoltageRadio.com. And always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. All right, yeah. let's get to the next one where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. wins again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the results yet. <laughs> All right, so the next one's the most kick-ass lady. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. okay. I, I mentioned we don't, we don't <laughs> want to do the be- these categories, the be- like, you know, best actress or whatever. This is literally our criteria here is who kicked the most ass. Good, okay. good criteria for the genre television. Because usually this devolves into who's the hottest. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I think this one may have. Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> where you've got a bunch of you've got a bunch of comic book nerds that yeah. don't get laid voting on shit. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but in fairness, biggest damn male hero, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. That oh, one had uh, that one was really interesting. All right. So nominees are n- nominees were uh, Daisy, Belinda May, Peggy Carter. Jessica Jones, Supergirl, and Elektra. All right. That's a great, those are all badass women. A lot of badass women. This, this, this can be a tough one for me to even figure out. All right, who came in last there? 
last place was Electra, which I was surprised by. Wow. All right. I mean, I think she gets the least screen time out of all these characters, also, if you think about it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, in fifth place, we had Supergirl. Hmm, all right. Okay. Which I was expecting to be low because she's she doesn't really take names. No, she's way. not a bad. She's more of a wholesome, cute Supergirl instead of a badass. Unless, only in that red kryptonite episode where she was just a bitch. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so number four, who I expected to be higher up, was Jessica Jones. Oh, really? Okay. Netflix is just not getting any first place love. You are right. not watching this. <laughs> um, number three was Peggy Carter. Oh, boy. I guess who's Uh-oh. left. Okay. Oh, I know who's all going really to win this fucking thing. Okay, go on. Number two was Melinda May. Yes, number one was yes of course. Daisy. We're taking another one. Best costume of most badass. I mean, if if she's if we're going by the theory of what's the most watched, it's again Agents of Shield mm-hmm. and Daisy's like positioned as like the lead of that show. Yeah. And she's very good looking. She's from Chicago, by the way, Imran. Oh, she is, Chloe? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. She's like half Chinese, half white. She's kinda of like me. Yeah. I'm kind of like Chloe Benet. And I miss Marvel. Uh, okay. Uh, look, May was bad. May, do you know that uh, Ming-Na Wen is like 50? She looks amazing. Holy crap. Uh, I would have I would have given it to her for being badass. And then Agent Carter, badass. Of course, a different kind of badass. I, I feel like Jessica Jones should have won, though. It's she just, was yeah. one of the most like, street, like, Absolutely. most like, real fights, you know? This and is- she was like, she had that, like, she had that carefree, like I don't give a fuck attitude the entire season. She, is she was the actually definition. a legit badass. Yeah, she is the definition of a legit badass. Now she was fucking Luke Cage and not giving a fuck. Then breaking <laughs> beds and like I guess if more people, this might be just the fact that maybe a lot of people didn't watch the Jessica Jones. Yeah, I honestly I think that maybe have been a big part of it, just because like going through i've gone through some of the numbers on some of these other ones and, and everything it's just it seems like jessica jones a lot of people just didn't catch it yet and yeah, i found yeah. i've been just like speaking to people a lot of people are just now catching up on it yeah so i think that's well, probably part of it too if, if you look at like name recognition like jessica jones is not a name that's like even thing. like on the level of daredevil or like on even like you know Captain America, Iron Man, like no one knows who Jessica Jones is. Like so if, if you, you're not, yeah. if you're not a hardcore fan, you're not going to know that that's part of the Marvel MCU and something you should be watching. If like if you just see it on uh, uh, written down on the page, it, you may think it's like a chick rom com TV show called Jessica Jones about like an Ally McBeal lawyer or some shit. But then if you read the description, it sounds really dark, yeah. and I feel like that might turn people off, too. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a, a female audience, and you know, do they really want to watch a show that's all about, like, essentially rape right. and, like, dealing with that? That's a good point. You're that's right. A, You're, that's a very yeah. good point. However, it was still really successful, and they're still doing a season two, so. Yeah. <laughs> And I well, that, that shows you the barometers for success in, like, Netflix, and then a barometer for success on, like, you don't need to be as successful in comparison to being on network TV to have a ton of uh, support behind you at like at Netflix. They don't, they don't measure success the way TV does. Yeah. yeah. There's no ratings. We don't know what the ratings are. You don't really know. As long as, there's, as long as people are keeping their subscriptions. Exactly. And as long as their subs go up. More well, yeah. yep. 
they also don't. They've ne- they've never released what their criteria is for what makes What's a sh- one of their shows a success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. they're all successful. All right, next category, David. All right, so this one was a big upset. Oh, so this was best duo. This was another new category we threw in this year. So yesterday afternoon at work, I took down the final numbers at noon, and then I gave um, Celia just told her like i've i've gotten all the winners you, there's still a few hours left on the voting if any of the numbers ch- if any of the numbers change that's fine but if any of the winners change that's the only thing i want you to tell me okay i was confident that none of the winners would change within the 10 hours from when i finalized the numbers and when i when she closed the voting for for real for this category we had 150 votes come in in the last minute literally at the last minute okay. um an extra 150 votes pushed this one into the lead, and this was, at the very end, it was still a very close race. So I'm going to read the nominees. Somebody was stuffing the ballot at the end. What's going on? This is best yeah. duo. Best, best duo. duo. Okay. So we had um, Fitzsimmons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean Winchester from Supernatural. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Peggy and Jarvis from Agent Carter. Uh, Jessica Jones and Trish from Jessica Jones. And the Doctor and Clara from Doctor Who. Ah, there's a Doctor right. Who in there. Hmm, interesting nominees. All right, David, what happened? Who came in last? So I'm going to tell you the numbers on these because – so on this one and the next one because the numbers, I think, really speak to what's going on here. So in fifth place with 14 votes was the Doctor and Clara, okay. which I, I totally agree. I think they were a really shit pair this year. She she just does nothing. Like I don't like him as the doctor. I don't like her as a companion. There was just nothing. This is the this is the first time ever we've gotten Doctor Who analysis. Thank you, David. (laughs) We are now placating the Doctor Who fans that listen to our show and are like, "Why the fuck don't you talk about Doctor Who?" Thank you, David. Jordan Radford loves Doctor Who, and he'll talk in the post show. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. If you want good Doctor Who. Christopher Eccleston, and then watch the the David Tennant. That's the best Doctor Who. But okay. if that's the only thing we're going to have on the show about Doctor Who, that's what you need to say. Okay, <laughs> perfect. All right. So in fourth place with twenty votes, we had Jessica Jones and, and Trish. Okay. Okay. In third place with thirty votes, we had Peggy and Jarvis from Agent Carter. Okay. So. Number three has 30 votes. Okay. In second place with 435 votes. Oh, shit. Was Sam and Dean Winchester. Wow. And the one that pulled it up from behind was Fitzsimmons with a total of 500 votes. Oh, it's just a shield. Why, why the huge discrepancy? There was like a battle between Sam and Dean and Fitz and Simmons. So tell us about Sam and Dean yeah. from Supernatural. So, we're not a fan. Supernatural, I, I actually really like it. But so Sam and Dean are basically brothers, and they hunt demons and other supernatural things like ghosts and um, whatever around the the U.S. They basically they yeah. drive around in their car. That's what they do. That's the show. It's really funny. It's really clever. If it's got a lot of the same vibes as like. Um, Buffy and Angel and when they first started out. Mm, okay. Um, and they, the two actors and the third one, which is uh, Castiel is the, to make the trio. Um, 
the three of them have a really good on-screen chemistry and they have a really good off-screen chemistry. So just like Stephen Amell does a lot of those like Facebook chats and Mm -hmm. he's like really active in the fan community. These three are also like really active in the fan community. And they, there's a lot of like memes of the three of them, like talking at cons and things like that. And they're really, really popular. And they're also really good looking men. So I think (laughs) that has a lot to do with uh, their popularity. Well, how many seasons is this in uh, Supernatural? I guess I'm surprised it's still on, but people, yeah, people love it. Yeah, they're in season 11. 11? Holy shit. Um, If you, so basically what they did is they mapped out the show through season five. Yeah. And the end of season five is like, the whole series until that point had been leaning up to the end of season five. And then they didn't end because the show was so popular. Wow. So it just kept going and it's still, it's going to get season 12. Hmm. It's been going on for a really long time. Yeah, man. Wow. That's amazing. They can sustain this for 11 seasons. So the follow-up question would be, this is the, this, that those two guys, Sam and Dean should have won in your opinion, but you're the guy that's watched both of these shows. Yeah. I haven't watched this season, so just going from the I've I watched like season through season seven. I'm I'm just haven't caught up. From what I've seen in the past, yeah, they absolutely should have won because they are a really good duo together. That said, I think that Fitzsimmons finally came into their own this season, and that they actually did deserve. At, at least number two, if not number one. Okay. Yeah. Right. So this was actually something that could be debated. Yeah, and I think also the fact that like it was literally like you know the eleventh hour when the, the, the <laughs> wow somebody there was a race. I kind of feel like uh, this is the one case where they kind of deserve to take the sp- top spot. Uh, what a cute couple! You're always rooting for them. You know the will they, won't they get together, and what they've been through near death, going on different planets, coming back. Uh, and Fitz, like, almost coming back from brain damage. A- an amazing journey. So they're, they are a great duo. This is also the first season where one of them wasn't, like, basically left with their fate unknown. And they finally got to Shag. Geek was pretty hot. During a mission, which I thought was even hotter. They're like, let's just take a break in this mission. To, like, uh, here's the bet. <laughs> Okay, that was uh, that was interesting uh, numbers. Uh, we got t- uh, three left. Let's continue. Three left. So biggest male hero or oh, biggest damn the, male hero. This, this is the one we were hyping this, just a couple couple categories ago. Yeah, this is like this one's so for the ladies. Like, yeah, this is the one that's, that's absolutely for the ladies. So the nominees were uh, Fitz, Barry Allen, Lincoln, Matt Murdock, and the Winchester brothers as a single. As a Nominee single with, hunky, gorgeous entity, whatever. It would just be too much. Uh, okay, so who came in last? Tell me it's Lincoln for fuck's sake. So last place, and I'm going to tell you the numbers on this one again because the numbers are crazy. Um, and last place was Barry Allen with what? Oh, what? As your biggest damn male hero. Yeah. Okay. This show's so popular. All right, go ahead. Lincoln was number four with forty-one. Votes. Okay. Right. At least he's down near the bottom. A little bit of redemption. Number three was Matt Murdock with fifty-one votes. Boring. Okay. Number two was Fitz with three hundred and thirty-eight votes. Holy shit! <laughs> so. Again, just a, a total leap up. Like in most of the other categories, yeah. 
they were pretty even. This was like, these were the two where it was just all over the place. So in first place with one thousand six hundred and forty-two votes and twenty-five percent of the overall votes, like of all the votes we got this year, was the Winchester Brothers for biggest damn mayor, mayor hero. And Lincoln comes in second above. No, yeah. Leo uh, Fitz. Oh, Fitz is second. Okay. I got. I got to push for. Uh... I wish Barry Allen and Matt Murdock got a little really? more. Really, that's yeah. a. I mean, I don't know what kind of heroing uh, the Winchester brothers do, but it's just uh, it must have been a lot. Apparently, a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> but the man, the 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 discrepancy is amazing. Like, so yeah. you have eleven years of Supernatural fans, but like this Agents of Shield suddenly seemed to have picked up some momentum. Yeah. Did this make you like think about man? We should have had more Supernatural stuff in the categories. Yeah, a bit. I mean. I don't watch. I haven't uh, watched this season, and I've heard it's been a bit up and down as a season as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think honestly, so these two categories uh, did really well when we posted them on Tumblr. Ah. So I think that's why they really shot up because the supernatural community on Tumblr is crazy strong. Um, so that's pretty much like we were getting tweets like. Every day for a week, we, we were getting, we were seeing people tweeting over and over, vote for the Winchesters, vote for the Winchesters. So, hmm. okay. I have no interest in watching this show, but that's interesting. <laughs> it's really good, Emron. I, I actually would recommend it. But there's yeah. 11 years of it now. Oh, boy. Watch the first five seasons. You don't have to watch anymore after okay. that. Okay. All right. I think it's all on Netflix, too. Right on. Well, yeah, now they're going to get all the CW uh, shows on the Netflix. Uh, yeah, which, in the future, which is crazy. Okay, we're coming down we're to, the to the uh, top two the big ones, big categories. So the next category was best new series, and this is the only category that Agents of Shield was not nominated for. Yes, yeah. because it's not a new series. That's right. We know that they will not win. Yeah. Hopefully. So these Boom. are all these are all first one season shows. Unless there's write-ins. <laughs> Somebody wrote it in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we had Jessica Jones, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Lucifer. All, All right. first seasons, new shows. Uh, this is interesting. I went, I started yeah. watching Lucifer and I never finished it. I heard that it got kind of good towards the end, though. I I have to say the only one of these shows that I've watched all the way through the season is Jessica Jones. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the Lucifer comics and the show is so different that I just yeah, couldn't handle it's it. It's not the same Lucifer Morningstar from Vertigo at all. It's just this, this other sm- smarmy fucking asshole uh, who can play the piano. So, all right, fourth place. Who do we got? Legends of Tomorrow is actually okay. in fourth place. All right. All right. Followed closely by Supergirl. Lucifer took second, and Jessica wow. Jones, by a wide margin, took first place. Finally, Jessica that, Jones gets some love. That's his, uh, I like this pick. I haven't watched Lucifer, but just from judging what you just said, David Malofsky, uh, Jessica Jones should have won this by a fucking wide-ass margin. Absolutely. I mean, hands down. It's, Out of these four. It's like I said, the other three shows, Like I kind of lost interest. Like I didn't keep up with Supergirl I agree. longer yeah. after the season break, and Legends of Tomorrow, I'm I mean, I will catch up with both of them, but I mean, I just, after the future Ollie episode, I was just like, I'm just going to put it aside until I can just watch it all because uh, it just wasn't, I just didn't have that need to watch it every week. Right. I agree. Right. Legends of Tomorrow, especially. Yeah. I mean, Supergirl, I stopped, but Legends of Tomorrow, if it wasn't for this show, I would have 
stopped watching Legends of Tomorrow too. Yeah, the yeah. Le- for us Legends was kind of like we're still, you know, going and I felt like by the end of the season it started to get better. They uh you know, they got rid of the hawk people, which was like the best things. Supergirl for me was a casual watch. Like I'd watch it when I have time. I wasn't really any need. I by the end of it I kind of enjoyed the whole universe they build and I, like I said Lucifer I watched the first maybe the first four episodes and then just kind of dropped it. <laughs> And of course, we binged through Jessica Jones because how can you not? So, okay, exactly. good, good results for this group. I like it. Now, drum roll. I don't have a drum roll, but we'll get down to the final biggest category. David, hit us with it. Biggest category was best season overall. So, all, right. all 14 shows were eligible, but we did oh, narrow it down. Oh, shit, really? We didn't vote on all of them. We. As um, writers, so I, my writers all nominated, and we sort of took the the top ones from that. Okay. okay. So I will ones? say, first of all, Gotham didn't get a single nomination this year. <laughs> Good. Like no one wanted to give it any. Like even from my writers, no one, no one. You want to know? You want to know something funny about Gotham? Yeah. Imran will rate it a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it an eight, <laughs> but I won't admit to watching it. That's all. It's the Imran show that people. <laughs> Uh, Imr- Imran just can't give a bad score to save his life. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the top five nominees for this year were Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., okay. The Walking Dead, okay. Jessica Jones, Flash, and Daredevil. All right. All good top fives. All right. I would say so, these are the shows that definitely kept uh, the majority of our interest on a week-to-week basis. And yes. uh, got us enraged or excited, uh, you know, from week to week based on what happened. So I like this grouping. Yeah. So in fifth place was The Walking Dead. All right. I'll, I could see that. I'll allow it. I mean, <laughs> considering the demographic for our site, like, we're more, much more targeted towards superheroes. So that's probably most of it. I'll, I'll say this. Um, and you don't watch The Walking Dead, right? No, I don't. This, this season has been very... Has been not as good in comparison to the Walking Dead in the past. So, fifth fifth is a, a, a not so bad spot for this uneven season. I mean, it had really yeah. good shit, and then really like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, the swerve at the end is just yeah. it just killed everything. It's annoying. Okay, number four. Number four was Jessica Jones. Mm. Okay. No. And All right. Go ahead. Right above it at number three was Daredevil. Oh man, the Netflix not getting any love on this one. And. Anthony, I'm really sorry, but number two is Flash. Guess what wins? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. won. Season three, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If if you could see me right now, I have my hand covering my face. This is just awful. So for those of you keeping score at home, we had 13 categories. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was nominated in 12 of them and won 11. Man, it went eleven for twelve. This is like the year in the Oscars, like when the ti- when Titanic came out, and people were like, "You know what? Let's just go home. We're not winning shit this year." Uh, All right, this one is is by far the worst. I'm sorry, I said this about previous ones, but there's some of these that Agents of Shield should have won because it's not it's you know the, the categories are fun, so individual right. moments, right. characters maybe, but Agents of Shield is not. The best is not season. the best overall season, especially out of those five. No. You could have made the argument for Jessica Jones or, or Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, I or honestly, Flash. I mean, even Flash. I would have put Agents of Shield fifth out of those five. 
Look, what, if if last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a 5 and this year was a 7, I would still say Flash last year and this year was an 8. You know, yes. it's like, it, even if it doesn't change, but I think that that change between the, in quality is why so many people voted for it, because it did get that much better, so you're noticing it more. Whereas with Flash, it's just as good as it's always been. That's interesting that like your these votes are kind of showing you you know the progress of the show and the fans' reaction year to year. I honestly I would obviously I'd give Daredevil season two. That'd have been my top pick for best overall season. I would have gone Jessica Jones. Yeah, it's close with Jessica Jones. What would you have gone, dude? I probably would have gone gun to my head. I probably would have said Jessica Jones just because I think that was the one, especially when I did reach the point where I was marathoning like Flash and Shield. Jessica Jones was the one that I watched the fastest. You know, it kept me hooked. It kept me watching. I didn't want to let it go. You know, like and, even with, with Daredevil, I slowed down towards the end. Yeah, I mean, even and like Jessica Jones had. I, I hinted. I said this before, but the the allegories and the themes for PTSD and rape and trauma and all that stuff. I mean, it it was more than just popcorn viewing. You know, Agents of Shield at the end of the day is is pretty much popcorn viewing. You know, it's. Yeah. There's not a lot going on. There's not a lot beyond the surface of what's going on there. It's not even that. I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just a weekly reminder that, yes, the MCU is putting out more content. And, yes, there are bigger movies coming out soon. Very good point. Very good point. And, I've, and, I, you know, and I'm not as high on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as you were, David. I, I probably would have given this season like a five because I just – for me, it's, it's, I've been getting tired of the, the weekly reminder that, we're hey, we're in Marvel, but we're not really in Marvel. We can't use any of the characters. So, ooh, this one's a rough one. It's a rough I, one I, but, this, yeah. but, but this is an interesting study on uh, just how much reach Agents of Shield has yeah. for fans. Yeah, you know and how I many also, people are watching. I also think, like you know, we got um, Brett Dalton did retweet one of the categories as well, and okay. like, oh, that's cool. I think a lot, it did do really well when we posted it on Tumblr. So I think a lot of it just has to do with like the fan community just being a really powerful community yeah whereas like i don't think this you could say the same about like the jessica jones fan community or even the flash fan community i would have thought the flash fan community because that one show does really well here in in the states on ratings i I would have thought that one would have been not maybe as big but comparable enough to get you know enough votes but yeah i mean it's really popular over here too but i found that that's the show that's the most popular with people that i would say probably wouldn't read my website like it's it's very popular with like the casual fans. Okay, so that's probably I think that there that's probably what I what I'm getting at with the fan community not being as strong. That there are a lot of fans, but whether or not they're actually geeky enough to be in the community. Huh. I'm surprised that the the geeky fans, the the super ones that read your site, are into Agents of Shield because Agents of Shield doesn't really use. They, I mean, they make up characters. They're they're not. They don't have the full like. If you're knowledgeable, you know that they don't. They can't use all these characters. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a, interesting. That's to me. a weird. I feel like that would have been the more the casual fan because Flash yeah, is just like right? embracing. Like we have King Shark. We have a, a lady that can make bumblebees into a body or something like shit. You know, they they embrace the weird wackiness of of comic books. But I think it, it it's. It's got a much more of an emotional heart to it that I think really resonates with people that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. definitely doesn't have. You're right. You're right. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one show out of all these that has to make up most of its characters where the other, all the other shows are pulling straight from the comic book. Did you guys see that one? There was a huge Reddit Arrow 
community and at the end of this season of Arrow, they were so disgusted that it is now a Daredevil Reddit community. They just – they're like, fuck it. We're talking about Daredevil now. I was like, oh, man. Arrow, you lost the whole Reddit subgroup. Yeah, that, that's surprising. I mean Arrow wasn't even in your top – did not even Batman. make it this year. No, dude, it, it, it shouldn't be. I was surprised by it, but I mean, I'm a big Arrow fan. I've always been a big Arrow fan. Um, I always will be, but at the same time, it's sort of like now that there, it came out at a time when there was no saturation, it's led to the age of saturation. And so mm-hmm. it's, I think when it's not, when you did, had less to compare it to, it was a lot better. And mm. now that there is so much more to compare it to. But I mean, even the season, good. this season, and specifically, they. They tried something different. They gave in a little bit to the internet's obsession with Oliver and Felicity. They tried the magic. Look, it didn't work. Go back to the other shit. And it sounds like with all these, uh, with the putting vigilantes in and all the shit, they are going back to just people fighting. I got a couple theories on Arrow. I think David Malofsky's point is very valid about uh, saturation now. I also think just in general, season two was, was the peak and it's gone down. Like they, they haven't been able to recapture that yep. magic. I also think daredevils hurt arrow a lot just because daredevil is kind of that same kind of grittiness but daredevil's action choreography and just the overall show is just arrow taken on like with steroids like it's just on another level it makes it makes arrow look amateurish because you know they're both shot in the dark it's both characters that are like crime fighters at night that have a lot of issues and have a lot of love interests but daredevil is just a better show it's a way better show I also think that, like for seasons one and two, the flashbacks worked. Mm. Now they're mm. they are dragging the show down so much, and that's a third of the show if you think about it. That mm-hmm. like everyone really doesn't like one third of every episode. <laughs> you're, you're right. It, it was a cool gimmick to start, yeah. But they've just run out of ideas for that those flashbacks, and the, it drags the show. Yeah, they I mean, could- I think I sent you my idea for what they should do next season, which is basically the first episode is like him just getting dropped back on the island and Amanda Waller going, see you later. And him go, and then just cut to the day that he gets rescued and just don't do anything else. And the right. flashback. I mean, are they, they're going to show us the last year on the island. And, but you know, <laughs> well, cause he was there five years. So this is five seasons. It, it's so clear that they did not think it ahead because he's remembering things in real time when, when stuff is happening that he should like, he should have remembered all of this right away. Like what? Like you're just remembering this now week to week that you saw this idol. Uh, you didn't know I, this the whole time. I also have such a big issue with the fact that he cut his hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> It just like for continuity's sake, like how is he like we've seen how fast his hair grows. Yeah. His hair won't grow that big in the next year to to where it was when we first saw him. That means the mullet picked up on the island, he he was shaggy as fuck. Yeah. That just means the mullet wig will be making another appearance, possibly, in next season. Of yeah, but he looked like he had a big beard, he looked like uh uh he was all shaggy, so I mean there's wigs and stuff, but we gotta suffer through one more year. Of this flashback. Wow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, well done, yeah. uh, Marvel. Congrats to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, for sweeping up. The Marvel train the, just keeps uh, chugging along. Place you hang your cave 2016 TV Awards. David, that's a lot of fun. Now, you had some recommendations for us, too. I don't want to forget about that. We love uh, yeah, the recommendations. Let me play a little bit of music, and uh, we'll get to that segment. The Chalk and Ned Podcast. 
We got to mention that we were trying to get Rug Boy on with you because you wanted to meet the rugs. And look, the scheduling is hard. Didn't work out. You'll get your chance. We'll work it out. He's not going anywhere. Uh, I'm not worried. But, and we always have him, uh, you know. Rug Boy approved. He's always here in spirit. And he, this would be Rug Boy approved. So. Uh, what's what, what do you got recommendations? You wanted to uh, uh, sh- uh, recommend stuff for us, uh, specifically each of the three of us. Yes. Cool. And it's yeah. also um, Small Press Day over here in the UK. Oh, so cool. All these are Small Press comics that um, I wanted to give a shout out to. Um, what happens on Small Press the Day there? It's similar to Free Comic Book Day with okay. a lot of events um, and comic book stores and a lot of like uh, small press writers will be featured in comic book stores and they'll be fe- like featured guests. Or um, the books will be on um, like Markdown or stuff like that. They'll give, be given more prominence than the Marvel and DC stuff that you usually see at the comic book store. Cool, I like it. All right, cool. Uh, let's start with uh, let's just start with Rug since he's not here. Yeah. Uh, what did you so, have for him? Rug Boy, I wanted to pick out a really fun comic. Um, What's up, dudes? I'm here. <laughs> That's pretty good. Terrific. Uh, Rug Boy is here. Can you hear me? <laughs> Hello? He's, he's not here. <laughs> well, Rug Boy pops up out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I was just taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. What, what? Go ahead. I don't know. I believe he spent an hour and a half taking a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'd buy that. It's like he was supposed to. I was it. sharing sandwiches with the dogs out there. <laughs> oh, his poor slack hole. Okay. Um, so for rugs, I picked out um, Samurai Slasher, which is by written by uh, Mike Garley, who's a good friend of mine, really big up and coming writer in the industry. Um, so this is a comic that's uh, so it's got like it says, it's got a samurai in it. It's like this undead samurai. It's lo- written. It's very similar to like '80s slasher films. Oh, it's cool. got you know, oh. blood and gore and boobs and everything Rug Boy would possibly want. Um, <laughs> It's also written as an anthology, so there's two volumes out now. So the first volume is four stories, and it's not like a four issues that connect. It's like each issue is set like in a different time of the samurai's like uh, myth, I oh, guess. Oh, cool! And it's it sort of jumps around through time and jumps through like um, all these different like people who kind of get like possessed by the samurai or get like sort of stuff it's it's a lot of fun it basically reads like a 80s uh slasher film with a crazy samurai that's awesome i'm looking at uh i think this is the cover art on their website here it looks nice nice work here yeah um he's got a lot of uh i think each issue with each of those each story within each comic has a different artist on it um and so there's a lot of different styles in there to really enjoy and it's also really good like um introduction to a lot of different people who work in the small press scene anthony for you all right, let me get the um, Google machine fired up. Let me pull it up because I, I actually have the have it here with me. So I picked out Redden. Redden. Okay. Um, which is from uh, Dead Canary Comics. Um, they put out a lot of really fun titles, and I think you'd probably like most of them. But um, okay. Redden's the most recent one. So it's uh, an old Western story, and it's about uh, it's this like supernatural story about like two bounty hunters. Um, in the old West. And uh, one of them kind of gets possessed by this like spirit thing called Redden. And he kind of goes on this revenge mission. Basically, if you read the, if you look at the book, one of the back cover quotes is from one of the co-creators of Venom. And mm-hmm. that's sort of the best way to explain it. It's sort of like an old Westerny version of Venom. Huh? Ooh, I like that. Like, it's, it's sort of like 
the spirit is like whispering in his ear and like encouraging him to do these things. And like, he gets these powers from it that are really dark and it's, it's really interesting, really well drawn. I'm checking it out. I like the, uh, I like the art on here. You know, what's interesting is there's there's a trend of this genre of comics. Uh, Have you guys noticed? There's a lot. Look at preacher. Look at outcast. There's a bunch of, uh, books taking place in the West. East is East, uh, Jonathan Hickman, but like a, a dystopian Wild West. It's just interesting that this is a very popular genre in, in comic books and TVs right now. Like uh, Deadwood meets, you know, uh, spe- uh, ghosts and evil demons. And sometimes it's related to mythology and religion. Sometimes it's aliens. But there's always uh, the Wild West aspect. It's very interesting. I got a, I got a quote that I think would make me like this book it's on the comicsology it goes redden is a comic that deserves your time is a gripping tale of brutality in the old west wrapped in a supernatural shroud of purest evil oh Mm. it's a pretty good description right on yeah i might check that out but yeah this is a a popular i don't know what they called this genre like uh magic west or something i don't know because like if you look at the history of comics, like a lot of like the first comics, like the pulpy ones, were all like the Western comics. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. cow- like superheroes replaced cowboys, basically. Right. Right. Um, Good point. At, yeah. In the thirties and stuff. So it's it's almost like it's just swinging back around. Yeah, yeah. It's never really gone anywhere, but it's getting well, more so popular. The, the, the superhero genre in movies is always compared to the Western, as if it's going to go yeah. away. But it's that's another discussion. Yeah, I don't think that's a different. I don't know that. Okay. Anyways, okay. What do you got for uh, me? I'm excited. So I'm for not, you, not for him, I'm not excited. <laughs> Fuck off. I wanted to pick out the craziest one that I've read this year. It's Ooh, eight out of 10. You haven't read it. <laughs> Give it a, I already like it. Good pick. Right. So <laughs> I wanted to pick a superhero comic. I wanted to pick one that sort of bounces off the walls, makes lots of references. I feel like this one is just perfect for you. Oh boy. It's called Paradox Girl. And it's about a superhero who, um, her power is that she can kind of travel through time and space, like teleport kind of, but that's not really at all particularly like important in terms of like being a superhero. It's more like she just kind of goes around her regular life and like, she ends up having a lot of time duplicates around because she keeps traveling back in time. Time remnants. Yeah. So like in the morning, she's like fighting over the last pop tart with her future self or Mm -hmm. like, you know, she just, keeps on like the, the, the whole loops these she creates these paradoxical loops of cause and effect where her future self will do something to her past self that she will then later have to do oh so fun follows her in cro- like how she experiences it all but from uh wh- who's so the main you're it's from the perspective of like the one main girl or is it does it jump around to the other time versions it, of her no it tells it from one point of view so it's like the one so basically like the first issue is like she wakes up and like there's two of her sitting on the couch um, watching <laughs> cartoons laughing yeah and there's another one who's like making a pop tart it's not like a pop tart but it's some toaster pastry thing and it's like so she then has to go leave and then she comes back and then she's one of the ones sitting on the couch and then she leaves and she comes back and she's one of the ones oh, she's making shit. the toaster wow and it's like so it just sort of like you follow that story and it's like it sort of it's really cleverly written and it's just like the way that it sort of goes around but then like there's other things about it that i really like and i think that you would really like is that like she doesn't have an origin story 
Right. Oh, like so, they, okay. she, she gets asked her origin. She's like, I don't know. It's been so many different things. I've traveled back in time so many different times. I don't even remember which one's real. And then um, the second issue is called Paradox Girl versus a Wolverine. But if you one of the covers, it's like, you know, with Wolverine claws, like it looks like, you know, Wolverine's classic three claw marks yeah. pulled down. But it's like basically there's a Wolverine in her house and she has to get rid of it. It's just but, an actual <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny and just like uh, it's it's very you, Imran. I, I, lo- I love it. it. I see panels here where there's just like there's in an aisle at a grocery store. There's like thirty of yeah. her just scrambling and fighting. She's it, fucking fighting the timeline last, so like, much. Yes, it reminds me of a bunch of things. It reminds me of the science fiction movie Primer. I don't know if you ever seen Primer, yeah. where it's it like once you watch the movie the first time, when you watch it again, you realize that you were watching parts of the movie later in the beginning, but you didn't know it. And then it comes back to that part, and you're like, "Oh, that was them standing there in the beginning of the movie." And I saw a map of it on Wikipedia. It's a mindfuck. Yeah. There's, I think, 37 different timelines oh, shit. that we see. So, Not to mention others that like yeah. are created. And it's just like that, that movie's crazy. So it seems like it's kind of like this. Like every choice you make splits off and you have to come back and reconcile things maybe. Sort of. I but mean, this it's is more time bit, travel. Like, yeah, it's a bit more just like kind of having fun with the concept of time travel. But it's also that's still just one timeline. So, you know, even ah, though you'll see I her see. in a second place yeah. in the same panel, you'll still see her journey to that point and then swings back around. That's great. Oh, I love that's it. That's great. Yeah, like that, that, that already makes my head hurt. Uh, uh, so yeah. that's wonderful. But it, it's done in like a really clear way, though. It's, it's great. That you can actually – because if you could do that and, and make it easy for people to follow, like that's an accomplishment because – Yeah, because when you think about Terminator, you Yeah, you need yourself. to have this planned out yeah. at the end all the way first. Uh, otherwise, you're going to trip up on yourself. The other thing, this panel with a bunch of uh, people reminded me of, I don't know if you guys have been watching Preacher, but the last episode had this great, crazy fight scene where it was Jesse and the two angels. So the angels in the show, if you kill them, they just show up again. They just, boom, they zap, they come out. But the body is still there. So it's Jesse and these two angels fighting this third seraphim angel. It's a really long fight scene and they just kill. They keep killing them, and they and they zap back, and they come in again, and then they get killed. And they get zapped, and they're trying not to kill the seraphim. They're trying to restrain her because she just keeps coming back. So it cuts back, and there's just a fucking mountain pile of all these angel bodies, and the fight's still going on with Cassidy. It's a lot of fun. That was really well done, and it reminded me of that. Not so much time travel, but just more weird supernatural shit. David, thanks for these. These are great recommendations, man. Uh, listener, I'll put these yeah, in the show awesome. notes. Check them out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Especially tailoring them to each of our personalities. I like that. I love it. And uh, we'll uh, good for well, well, you know, good for plugging the small press out there. And really, this is stuff that I probably we probably wouldn't have stumbled on had you not, you know, it's the kind of thing where you got to pass it around. I I also want to say, like the first two that I recommended. um, So Mike Garley has done a lot. I've written a lot. Um, Another one was called The Kill Screen, which is like a zombie kind of thing that's really good. And also Dead Canary Comics has put out a lot. So if you like the ones that I recommended, go check out the other things that those guys have put out. Nice. Right on. Well done. That's why you have a place to hang your cape, D. Uh, Look, let's uh, play a little sweeper. We'll give out our final plugs and wrap it up here. David, 
David Malofsky, editor and cape of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Why don't you tell the listener, first of all, thank you. Yeah, for thanks, putting man. this together. This was a lot of fun. Thank, I, thank, no, thanks for like doing it live on our show. Well, not live, but three to four days after this is a co- recorded uh, out on our show. But this, this is, uh, is uh, this is where exclusive. the Yeah, because you uh, the results haven't been posted as of this recording, correct? That's correct. They will, we will be posting them on Monday, I think. And we'll, we'll be embedding the, the podcast and the article. And the right on. Yeah. And uh, I will get this over to you once it goes out. That's awesome. We got an exclusive for the live, but it'll be a nice companion piece to the award things. Uh, thanks for coming by. Why don't you tell the listener where they can find you and uh, what you want them to check out? So a place to hang your cape is at ap2hyc.com. Um, you can find tons of articles there. We have, I think four or five going up every day. They're awesome. All, a lot of them are like reviews and listicles and humor pieces and just lots of fun stuff about comics and superheroes. Um, so we're AP2HYC on Facebook. The number two, the number two, yeah, yeah. the number two, AP, the number two HYC. Yeah. So I want people to get confused. Thank you. Um, so wait, let me go back from the top. <laughs> you just threw kind of you up. You threw <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. And then we are AP2HY Cape on YouTube. And we have some fun YouTube videos up as well. Right on. Um, and right then you can on. Find me on Twitter at AP2HYC underscore David. Nice. Excellent. I also want to mention that we've uh, the Jock and Nerd Podcast and A Place to Hang a Cape are both have a little support page on Patreon. And I wanted to thank you personally for the first time. Thanks for supporting the show. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. And I believe we are yeah, uh, returning in kind. It's kind of like we're supporting each other. But if you guys want to check that out, uh, you support us. You get a bunch of bonus audio. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And David, where is uh, your guys' Patreon at? So it's patreon.com slash ap2hyc or ap2hyc.com slash patreon, both the same. Um, we're we going to be uh, ramping up some of the content on there in the coming months for coming up with some fun new stuff. What's nice. a fun reward uh, someone would get if they back you there? Um, at the moment, it's uh, you get exclusive access to some of our videos. Right on. Um, and in the future, we're going to be doing um, talking about doing some like online pub quizzes. But like digital pub quizzes, so it's gonna nice. be fun. Check all that stuff out, listener. If you want to uh, support some of the geekiness around here, it's all in the show notes at jockander.com. Anthony, uh, what else should they do? Well, if you want to contact us, go to jockanerd.com slash contact. We're on Facebook, Twitter, email. I think we have a fucking phone line, which no one calls. <laughs> There's a voicemail line and a Facebook whatever. group. We want to hear whatever. from you guys. Join the conversation. Let us know what you think. If you want to support the show, besides Patreon, you can buy our merch. Jockinerd.com was a slash merchandise. Slash I don't know. shop. Shop. Very there easy. We go. Just shop. <laughs> I bought from our site and I don't even <laughs> I don't know, know where, where to get there. there. But then, and a lot, but the other thing you can do is go on to jockinerd.com slash review. Write us a nice rating or write us. A nice review. Give us an awesome rating because if you like this show, that only promotes us up the iTunes page. Or if you can want to, you're listening on Stitcher, you can do the same. Thank you if you've already left a review. We have a great reviews on our iTunes page. I love reading them uh, over and over again every now and then. Look, listener, basically just visit jockandnerd.com. That's the most important URL. That's your catch-all. You should know everything is there. 
And so tell a friend is what we tell everyone at the end of the show. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread around a podcast or grow the audience. We're trying to grow this empire of stupidity. So what I want you to do is run up to the next person you see walking their dog and give them one of these. Dog nerd! And I uh, hope that the dog doesn't bite you. I don't know why I went with the dog thing. That's because I have a, my foster doggy sitting here. He's been a good boy in here the whole time. Uh, but, puppy? Yeah, he's a he, – dude, he's a puppy, but he's gotten longer. He's a big sausage dog. Like you can literally – we've seen him grow. Uh, his name was Camo. His name is now Texas. Also, he has a new name, so – what? All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We love you guys. David, thanks so much for hopping on all the way from the UK. This has been the Chuck and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. Yeah, it's been great. And my name's Anthony. He's the Chuck. And that guy's David. And that's David. And he's <laughs> and the Chuck. And, and I'm I, the nerd. He's a nerd. And whatever. whatever. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, All right, Dee, we don't have a lot of time here because uh, I, I don't want to take up more of your night. But I wanted to ask you your thoughts just real quick. As an expat, as an American living in the UK, what is your perspective on this Brexit thing? Uh, I know it's, it's, kind, um, it's, it's kind of a loaded question, but uh, try, let's, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, so I didn't get to vote. Okay, that was my first I, question. Right. Yeah. But I would have voted stay. Okay. I think that... It's not a good thing that we left. It's basically, it's all driven by the right wing and every promise that they've made is already fallen through. Like the day that it came through. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, basically, it's a whole bunch of racists saying we don't want any more immigrants in, but that's leaving the EU isn't going to stop any of that. And it's got nothing to do with even the kind of immigrants that they keep, that they want to keep out or whatever it is they want to do. It's just, it's just, it's total bullshit, really. You know, I was so surprised that happened. Why? Because it kind of mimics a certain uh, orange-skinned person here trying to push an agenda, the same kind of vitriol, the same rhetoric, and the fact that that one over there, I was like, oh, shit. In fact, that guy, what's his name, Boris? Boris Johnson, yeah. He is like the British Donald Trump. Have you seen this guy's picture? Have you seen the posters of them making out? What? They were making out? It's like some artist drew a poster of them, the two of them, like, making out and, like, destroying the world in the background Holy or something. Holy shit, they're, like, the same. They're, like, doppelgangers. So it's just unnerving that you guys, before we even get a chance to blow our side of the vote by voting that motherfucker, it, you, tell me a little yeah. bit about that day, the day after. Uh, wh- what was the feelings uh, the, the, the day it happened? So I was in France the day it happened. Oh, shit. Oh, you're already oh, there. Shit. That's right. Um, so the feeling there was even more negative. It was like we were not – so I was there with some friends. Um, so of the four of us, there was um, an Israeli, a, a French person, uh, my wife who's British, and me. And we weren't sure if we would all be allowed back in the country when well, we came back. That's a good like, concern. We just, we just had no idea what was going right, on. So right. like, it was just really crazy and um, – I mean, a lot of people, a lot of what I was seeing was like, how the hell did we let this happen? And like everything about like people were Googling, what is the EU after the vote? Like, 
That's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> they, I felt like Thank people, you. it was like you got drunk and voted as a country. The next day you woke up, you're like, wait, we did what? Uh, shit. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's, that's kind of exactly how it feels. This was supposed to be a goof. Uh, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. It was like voting for the nerd for Homecoming Queen, and then uh, he, he wins. And then he wins. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking wins. Holy but shit. Now it's things like, so the prime minister stepped down at 8 a.m. Friday morning after the day after the vote. It's just basically like to stall so that, you know, parliament can still decide, parliament can decide to ignore the referendum. Okay. If the referendum is not binding, it's more of an opinion poll, but the EU has already been like, well, we want you guys out now because you voted. So, Mm, so it's nothing's actually official. It was just like a poll vote. Yeah. Way to go. Even if we do decide to leave, so there's basically there's this thing called Article 50. So it's basically once you press the button and activate Article 50, it's another two years before we actually leave the EU. Okay. So most likely we won't actually be out of the EU until 2019, but nobody really knows what's going on. Craziness. All right. Well, that's cool. I just wanted to get your perspective because you you live in there. You're seeing this. You're on the ground. And like, will it affect you as an expatriate living there? Um, not really because, so my wife's British and that's where my like, ah, residency right, comes from. Right. Um, so, uh, next year I'll be eligible to be a permanent resident. That process might be a little bit more difficult, but not for like, because of how I'm going into it, it, it shouldn't really be much of a problem. Hmm. All right, man. We feel you. I mean, I feel like we're, we're going through some crazy shit right now, specifically in this country where, you, uh, you know, if it's not fucking terrorists, it's just cops shooting people, people yeah. shooting cops. Like Emron thinks the whole world is falling Civil apart. war. And then the election. And then there's still a lot of great things to look forward to this year. The shit show that will be the Olympics. Uh, that will be the election. There's going to be a lot of fucked up things yeah. still poised to happen in 2016. So everyone hang in there. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I did forget to do one plug. I just wanted to throw right, it out throw there. It that we, we're doing t-shirts too. Oh, we nice. We're hoping to have two, possibly three designs by the end of this week. Um, and it'll be at ap2hyc.com slash store. Right on. Uh yeah, t-shirts is good. I love uh I I would I wouldn't mind having one with the little guy the with the domino mask and the red hair flowing. Like I I kind of love yeah. that character that you have on the website. So That's the one that we're doing now, although I'm adjusting the design that's currently up and then uh we have a brand new design based on that character that we're uploading and then possibly one of our old calendar images we'll be getting up. <laughs> 